Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the All Things Dave podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the freaks, geeks, losers, goobers, podcasters, and fellow YouTubers. I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. Did you see the episode? The Requin? The Pyramid? Stranger Things Season 4? Blue Exorcist? My goodness, is that not a long title? (laughs) But uh, hey, guys, you know, I haven't put out an episode in a week, and here are the reasons why. I've been watching stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've been working long hours, and then when I come home, Julie and I just kick back and uh, watch movies and watch TV shows, but sometimes I get off a couple hours before she gets home. And so I do what any other grown man does. I watch stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sci-fi, horror, and this may come as a shock. Anime. (laughs) And so... Let's go ahead and go in order, and I'll explain kind of how this all came about. So, let's talk about a shark movie that just came out this year, The Requin. Hey, sis. How's it It's amazing so far. We are here for this nothing, which is exactly what we're going to do the whole time we're here. Wait a minute, a room above the water? Is it safe? I hope, I guess. This movie is not that good, (laughs) and uh, I'm not going to spend a long time talking about it, and I'm not going to bash it, but I'll tell you, do I think you should see it? Not if you want to see a shark movie. So I was really excited when this movie kind of came about because I was scrolling on IMDb, and I saw the poster, and you guys know I'm a fan of posters. Did you see my catalog? Lots of podcasts about posters. What's up, Neil? This poster rocks. This It sold me, and I should have known better. 
You know, uh, I, I didn't look at the ratings. I didn't read reviews. I just saw the poster. and was like, man, I would see this in theater. One day, I was scrolling on Hulu, and this was on there. And I was like, holy shit, I know what I'm going to watch, right? So I remember being excited for it and watching it. I hadn't seen Alicia Silverstone act in a really long time. So I was like, man, this is cool. She's making a comeback. Like I was going to say, she's finally back to horror, but I guess she never truly did a horror movie. There's like The Crush, which is kind of a thriller. And then there was this other one that it kind of looked like a Hallmark type thriller. So I just, I guess she never really did horror after seeing this movie. I don't think that she should, and I know that sounds really mean, and I'm a fan of Alicia Silverstone. Like, I grew up in 84, right? So I saw everything in the 80s and 90s, right? Aerosmith videos and uh, all the comedies, Clueless. She's awesome. Man, but this movie just really didn't do it for me, and I guess my biggest complaint was there's really not much shark in it. I mean, it's got more shark than Open Water Part 2, I almost said open season. Boy, that'd have been a fuck up. But yeah, I don't know. The movie just really didn't do it for me. There, um, there's a couple, right? It's her and her husband, and they go on a romantic getaway because there's been trouble in paradise, and so they're gonna forgive and forget. Um, she had had like a miscarriage before, and it's, you know, the writing isn't bad. It's there's a lot of good drama in the movie, but when it's supposed to turn into like this, I don't know, edgier seat type terrifying experience because they they stay in this little island house, right? And there is a storm, and of course it's like this tropical storm, waves come crashing, and this house is like literally on the water. I would never do this shit. I'm afraid of the water, okay? Like you will ne- I don't even go to the beach, much less spend the night in a house that's, you know, on the water. Fuck all that, but... Their villa gets swept away, and next thing they know, they're out in the middle of the ocean. And so, naturally, this does it for me. Like, I'm afraid of the water, so anytime... I love to seek out movies that have, like, creatures in the water, or people are trapped in there. There's the fear of drowning. Like, all these things speak to me. And so, I thought I was going to be, like, in for a really good time. And I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a bad movie, but... I don't, it's not a shark movie, guys, and if you want to see, like, Alicia Silverstone do another movie that's, I guess, a thriller-ish or something, I don't even know how to categorize it. Honestly, it's like a drama to me, but go ahead and watch it if you want to. It's free on Hulu. I don't recommend it. I mean, if you have nothing to watch, maybe throw it on in the background, and here's the real thing about it is I was okay with the movie. Like, the first half, like... I was enjoying it just fine because I felt like there was character development, there was build-up, and then I was like, man, when the shark comes, this is going to be crazy because I really care about these characters. And then when the shark finally does, the movie just gets jumbled, and I really don't think it knows what the hell it is. And I think I've already spent too long on this movie because, I, again, I, some people, somebody may really like this movie. I don't want to sit here and bash it, but if you're wanting a shark movie, this ain't the one. Alright, let's talk about this other movie I saw. It's one that I was also really excited for. It came out in 2014. It's The Pyramid. It has been called The Curse of the Pharaohs. Vengeance against adventurers who disturbed the sacred tombs of the pyramids. 1699. 
a Polish ship carrying two mummies is haunted by spectral visions and brutal storms. 1803, four expedition members enter Khafra's pyramid, never to emerge. 1922, Tutankhamun's tomb is opened, and a series of horrifying deaths befall the excavation team. For the next 91 years, no other tombs are disturbed. Tell them not to open it up yet. Tell them to hold off. Until now. Toxic air. Usually found in caves, tombs, structures that have been sealed off. As you can see, the pyramid behind me has only three sides. Not four like the Giza pyramids. Look at the size of that thing. He's saying we can't go in there. This is the find of the century. You're crazy if you think I'm not going in there. Stay close and don't touch anything. Look at this. What is that? These carvings tell a story. This is a warning. A warning for what? What's happening? We have to back out of here one at a time. Oh, my God. It's a labyrinth built with the purpose of keeping whatever is inside from escaping. Did you guys hear that? is about an archaeological team that basically wants to unlock the secrets of a lost three-sided pyramid only to find themselves hunted by a creature that lives inside. So I remember when this trailer first came out, I was super excited to see it because I love POV, found footage movies, um, and just, you know, everything from like Cloverfield and uh, Wreck and then Quarantine, the remake of it, Blair Witch, obviously, Unlisted Owner, totally awesome. But this one just was like, okay, that's a little different. They're trapped in a pyramid. That sounds terrifying. We all know what can go on when the sand's filling it up. So it's something I kept on my radar for a really long time, and then I forgot about it. But this is one of those movies that, if you can find it, it's like 7 bucks on DVD, brand new. And so it's a few dollars more than the rental price. Do I recommend this movie? I do. Did I love it? I liked it. It was enjoyable. And it was totally worth the one-time watch. So, the movie, it stars um, Ashley Henshaw. And you might recognize her if she was in, like, True Blood and Workaholics, True Detective. And the funniest thing I found out is she's the real-life wife of Topher Grace. You guys know, you know, Foreman? <laughs> From that 70s show. Uh, so that's cool to know. But, um... When I found out Dennis O'Hare was in this movie, I was really excited because he's huge in uh, American Horror Story. Um, he's just freaking awesome. And so they're a father and daughter duo in this movie where they're both paleontologists and they just want to go on this expedition. But he's like a more 
purist when it comes to being an archaeologist. Archeolog- I can't speak. Archaeologist, son of a bitch. Don't ask me to spell it. And she is much more, you know, aliens might exist, you know, very X-Files-y. And so it, they kind of clash heads, but that's what really makes the dynamic work in this movie because they're father and daughter, so there's the love relationship there. Not like that. And there's sincerity, and obviously he wants to keep her safe, and she cares for her father. She doesn't want nothing to happen to him. But they're joined by a team that's been financed to do this mission, and they get more than they bargained for because they weren't originally going to go inside. The funding gets pulled, but they got to go inside and recover the robot that was on loan. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you're uh, checking out like Mars and they have that rover. Same idea. But when they break in, they get more than they bargain for because there's a monster inside. And this movie is a really good POV film. And it's a really good creature feature. My only complaint, and I'm not going to sit here and bash this one too, because I actually do think you should see this one. It's harder to find. That's why I said on DVD. But my only complaint with it is I'm not a big fan of CGI, and I wish that the creature had been more of a man in a suit, like practical. And there's a little bit of it, but I can't help but turn away from some of the CGI and be like, ugh. Like, the death scenes are really cool, and a lot of it, is done well there's just some scenes that should have been more practical but i don't think it completely takes away from it it's worth the watch so i don't know anywhere it streams for free but if it ever pops up on tubi definitely go check it out stranger things season four
See you on the other side. On the other side. I was convinced I was put here for some other reason. Maybe I could still help. Even if it's the last thing I do. People say Hawkins is cursed. They're not way off. Stranger Things Season 4 was something that we had all been waiting for for a really long time. And I know I absolutely love Stranger Things. I love all the seasons. And when we finally got Season 4, it was like, oh my gosh, I need to take off work to watch this. And I didn't, but I did avoid all spoilers. And if I hadn't said it yet, I'll let you guys know this whole podcast today, this episode is spoiler free. Like, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. So if you're like... Oh shit, I haven't seen season four yet. It's cool. I'm not the one to ruin it for you. Stay off social media. That's what's going to ruin it for you. But you know, they released it in like volume one, volume two. And I will say, I was definitely entertained. It's not my favorite season, but it's definitely not bad by any means. And I will tell you that it's definitely the darkest that they've went so far. I really like some of the character development that we do get. I also, on the flip side, feel like some of the characters didn't have much to do. So it's kind of like, it felt like there was some filler in there. But I think it really builds to something climatic. And I like certain things they did really well. And there was one scene in particular that was badass. But enough of all that. Let's talk about the real reason everybody's here. Holy shit, Dave watched an anime? Hell yeah, how about I tell you about it? It is Blue Exorcist. For Ren Okumura's whole life, he's never been as good as his twin brother Yukio. You should really try straightening out your life. Now, Yukio's headed off to the prestigious True Cross Academy, and Ren is headed nowhere. The day will soon come when you must leave this monastery and strike out on your own. Until the day he learns the real truth about the world. There are demons amongst us. And the biggest demon of them all has his sights set on Ren. Lord Satan has long awaited you. Now, if he's going to survive, you'll need to join the ranks of an ancient order. Come with me. The Exorcists. The only ones powerful enough to stop the demon horde. School's in session. In my business car. And it's gonna be a hell of a fight. And in my soul, the devil! Get ready for the series premiere of Blue Exorcist. Next Saturday at 1.30. May you kick a lot of ass before the devil knows you're dead. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. So this is when it gets kind of crazy, guys, because I traditionally don't watch anime. Now, if you had listened to Top 5 Anime, the episode I did with Marty and Ed, 
I was just kind of like the guy in the middle because Marty had his five, Ed had his five, and it was really cool to be like in the middle of that conversation getting to learn about everything. And I've kind of always been curious about anime, but it would take real special ones to, to, to reel me in. And Ed has shown me some, and, and there's been some that I've enjoyed, but I've never really sat and watched like an anime all the way through, except for the one that I mentioned on there. But I gotta be honest, like, I've had people tell me, Dave, you know, when you do something on your podcast, like, I love how energetic you are, and you make me excited about things. Well, guys, <laughs> when I was sitting there in that episode, I got excited about anime. You know, you're hearing some of your best friends talk about it, and you're like, shit, I wish I could participate in this conversation. And so, one day, I came home from work, and this is the craziest thing. I did not feel like watching a horror movie. I know, motherfucking, like, the world just turned over. Now, I I'm, I love all kinds of different pop culture. Horror is, like, my favorite. It's usually my go-to. And then I love sci-fi as well, right there with it. Anime is never up there. Like, anime and western are always, like, bottom of the barrel. Pun intended. <laughs> but, um, I remember one day I was just like, I want to just throw something on. And in that episode, I had remembered Marty had said, sometimes he just likes to throw anime on and just have it in the background. And that was kind of like the mood I was in. Well, Hulu has always had a really cool selection of anime. I've looked at stuff, but there was one in particular that um, it always caught my interest by the name and the aesthetics of it, right? Like the image you see on Hulu. And it was Blue Exorcist. Anything with Exorcist in the title, I'm going to look at it, right? I'm just going to let you know. I don't care if it's a B-movie, an A-list movie, and apparently now an anime. I'm a big fan of exorcisms. Not so much in real life, because I've never been there for one. Although I've met people that I swear had a demon in them. <laughs> but, uh, guys, let's, let's get to it. So, I was sitting there, and I thought, you know what? Why not? I'm going to spend two hours looking for a horror movie to watch and you know I don't even know if I'm going to find anything but if I watch this pilot episode which I've admitted to a lot of people like I love pilot episodes and stuff then hey I mean if I hate it it's only 25 minutes whatever well guess what I didn't hate it at all in fact I really really liked it and I don't know if this is going to be like what does me in to make me start checking out anime Ed, okay, Marty, Paranormal Pat, y'all calm the fuck down right now, okay, I'm not turning into, what did y'all call it, a weeb, <laughs> um, but shit, maybe, right, because Blue Exorcist was fucking awesome, and so I didn't know if originally I wanted to do like a run-through or anything, and I thought, you know, some of this is kind of hard to talk about, because I'd only seen it once, and also some of this shit's really hard to pronounce, so I thought I would just kind of let you know, hey, spoiler free, I ain't going to ruin it for you because I want y'all to check it out. Blue Exorcist really works for me because it is a really healthy dose of, I guess, what is good about anime and then what was really good about horror and it was able to speak to me. And the main character whose name's Rin in this movie, dude, I feel like that guy so much. I was totally able to relate to Rin. And so, again, I told you, no spoilers. I'm not going to ruin it. But I'm going to read to you what IMDb says. It says, 
after discovering that he is the son of Satan, <laughs> right, a young man must join the True Cross Academy in order to master his abilities and defeat Satan himself. All right, stop right there. So you're telling me our main character is the spawn of Satan. Like, I'm in. Tell me about it. But the reason I feel so tied to this guy is because, think about it, like, he lives in this world of, like, evil and horror and, like, some of his intentions are, but, like, he means good and he's a good person. He struggles with it, but he don't hurt people, right? But if he was going to, he'd be hurting the bad people. And that's what this is, right? So I was able to totally get what the, get the meaning of this and the music fucking rocks. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> I downloaded the ringtone. I'm not going to lie. So when somebody calls me, yeah, Blue Exorcist plays. It is what it is. I like it. Now, somebody might ask, like, hey, what, what did you watch? Did you watch the subtitle version or the dub version? Please don't fucking hate me. I watched the dub version. That's what it took to get me in. Now, when I watch a live action, like a horror movie or something like that, I'm going to watch it subtitled. But with anime, I wasn't thrown from it. Like the, I don't know, it just worked. And maybe because the voices were so good for me, um, I had only seen Parasite the Maxim before. That was like the first anime that I really ran through. And I also watched that one in dubbed. So I kind of knew that it could be really good. And I'm happy to say that in a non expert like field, I thought this was fucking great. I really loved it. The voices sold it for me. The guy who voices Ren in the American uh, dub version, his name is Bryce uh, Papenbrook. And it's funny, when you look up people who do voices, they usually do like every voice known to men. They're like in tons of anime, tons of video games. I, I want to say out the gate that I had a big connection to this too because in this uh, show, Rin has a twin brother whose name is Yukio, and Yukio, again, the dubbed version, is voiced by Johnny Young Bosch. Shut the fuck up. Johnny Young Bosch? Bro, he was the Black Ranger whenever um, they had took over, and then he became the Green Ranger as well. You know what I'm saying? You track it with me? Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, everybody knows him. He was Adam, right? He's like, the Asian dude that became the Black Ranger, so he was in both movies and, you know, Turbo and Zeo and all that shit. So, when I found that out, I was even more excited. And I'm here to tell you, man, this is a show that really took me by surprise because I didn't know what to expect, right? I didn't know if I was going to like it. And after that first episode, the animation was so cool. Like when I see uh, him ignited in the blue flames and he's got his sword, I'm like, this is amazing. Like I even had to send pictures to my daughter and she doesn't watch anime or anything, but she's you know, 12 years old, like, she's totally in the know of stuff, and so she thought the animation was cool, and she appreciated it, but uh, this ain't for kids, so she'll have to wait. I may show it to Julie, though, because, you know, it was a lot of fun, and there is a lot of cool shit in this movie, because he goes to school to be an exorcist, like, that's his goal, because he wants to kick Satan's ass, like, that's, in a nutshell, what it's about, and so the series goes through and gives us character development as we meet all his classmates and I loved everybody like everybody was so cool in this show and everybody has their own special power like you don't have one kind of exorcist you have different kinds like some of them you know cast spells and then some of them have a familiar you'll have to watch the show to see what a familiar is but I got a familiar his name's kick he's over here but guys, I don't know. I don't want to ramble on because I'm not spoiling it for you so I can't say too much. I just 
if you like anime, you've probably seen it, right? Um, but I, I'm talking to those who maybe don't watch anime. Like, first off, Ed, uh, you and Marty need to fucking watch it. Just let me know if I'm crazy or if anime is like this, because if so, I'm getting on the anime train. Like, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Crunchy roll, here I come. Again, Hulu's got a lot, though. That's where I'm at, because I already pay for Hulu. But for people who don't watch anime, yeah, this this might be something worth checking out. Even if you just watch the pilot episode, I've, I'm feeling you might get hooked, but if you're a horror fan, this show is really cool. And sometimes it does stuff in the show for comedic purposes that I know I told Ed, like, oh, I don't like that kind of stuff. You know, once I was really wrapped into it, everything just felt good and felt like normal and part of the show. So when they did like silly shit with reactions and stuff that I think traditionally exist in some like sillier type uh, or comedic anime, I was totally cool with it. It didn't like kill it for me like I thought it would. So I guess the moral of the story is like you don't know till you try it and some things are worth the chance. I will give you one heads up though because I just finished season one today. It was a straight 25 episodes. So I did it all this week. And that's not bad because I'm a guy who doesn't watch this shit at night and I work during the day. I squeeze this in uh, in between uh, uh, like after I get home and before Julie gets home. So she hasn't seen this yet, but she's going to one day. After like episode 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there, there starts to be random episodes. And I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, okay, cool. We're going to learn more. And they're good episodes. But when season one ended, it left me with a very what-the-fuck uh, reaction. Because I didn't get it. <laughs> and I felt like maybe I was in the wrong mood. And so I went and I did some research only to find out that... So only like the first 16, 17 episodes are true to like the first four volumes of the manga. And then the, the animators had to like create new material they're calling it filler right to make the season longer and then it's non-canon or whatever and so technically you could stop watching it after like a certain episode i think it's somewhere 16 between 18 there's, there's one that's called a birthday episode i think that's the first random episode but you could stop there and then there's actually a blue exorcist movie we're talking 2011 2012 and then there's another blue exorcist that's I could call it season two, as I do air quotes, but it's a spinoff show, and that one looks like something that I need to start, and I wasn't, I was kind of mad, I was like thrilled that maybe I had some answers, but I was like, wait, you mean I gotta watch this whole other anime, you know, is it just trying to reel me in, there goes another, you know, X amount of hours of my life or whatever, but the cool thing is, nope, it's only like 13 episodes or something, and so it's not as long. It's on Hulu, but it's called Blue Exorcist Kyoto Saga. And it seems like what happened is that picks up in the manga where the anime kind of deferred away from it. So like five through whatever. So again, I'm not an expert. I, it might sound like I'm babbling on, but I'm letting you know like, hey, I tried an anime and I really liked it. I had no idea it was going to end so openly. And so I couldn't do like a full review of it. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. The animation itself was really, really awesome. The voice direction blew me away. I was totally 
involved into it. I absolutely loved the everybody in this, the brothers, the teachers, the um, supporting cast. You know, it really worked for me. And I'm curious to know if Paranormal Pat had seen it. I know he's a big anime guy, but I don't know what he watches. So besides the things he told me. And shout out to him because he was the first person to get back to me over the top five anime episode. And I'm really glad he liked it. And so I hope everybody can get excited that as my podcast continues to go, though this one is a solo episode, I wanted to at least let you guys know what I was doing. But I'm also letting you know that this opened up another doorway. Like, I'm not doing a straight horror podcast. It's not a straight anime podcast. I'm not changing formats. But I've been giving it a lot of thought. And... Though it's called All Things Dave, and I set out to kind of do everything I wanted to do, right? I'm finding myself wanting to do more and more. And so that's a great thing because that's more material. That means more episodes. There's going to be a lot of diversity in the show. So I'm going to continue doing everything that I'm doing right now, first off. Like, if you've enjoyed Top Fives, great. I have a lot more coming. If you enjoyed the casual conversations I have with, like, Ed, great. A million more uh, coming. Uh, if you like meeting new people, there's still going to be introduction episodes of like who is so and so and whatnot. Like I look forward to all that. In addition to that, who knows? I may branch out and do. Okay, there ain't no may. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. So here's what's up, guys. Here's the stuff that's on my mind. Now that I like anime, cool. More anime stuff. I do love Star Trek. I want to run through some Star Trek stuff. So. If a lot of you guys have been following me for a while, you know I've been doing podcasting since 2017, and I used to do like run-throughs of shows similar to what Brian does from Terrible Terror Podcast, and I want to get back to doing that. I can't do it as frequent because I don't know how that man has that much time, but that dude's crazy as shit. He's potentially crazier than me than when it comes to podcasting, uh, but I drink more Monster. The only person who can hold their own with me is Paranormal Pat. So, bro? Two shout-outs. You got it. But here's the deal. Like, I'm probably going to start watching some sci-fi stuff and doing some episodes. I did some stuff with Evan when we did Andromeda Strain. It's available on Terrible Terror Podcast. But, guys, like sometimes I want to do a full run-through and play clips. And so you might get that for Star Trek episodes. You might get that for certain sci-fi or horror films. It's just going to be like icing on the cake, extra episodes. But, yeah, I mean... I just want to do whatever I'm feeling, you know. I have yet to do a hockey episode, but shit, let me get my hockey stick. We're going to do it right now. <laughs> just kidding. Hockey season starts September 22nd. Go Ducks, I'm ready. But, uh, 27th, not 22nd. But yeah, I just wanted to put out this episode and say what's up to all my listeners. I love having you. Downloads look awesome, so thank you. And that means you're loving the show. So who would I to stop doing the show? You know what I'm saying? More things coming your way. If you guys are enjoying the show, please let me know. I saw some really cool reviews on Apple. Thank you guys so, so very much. Dave is my fave. You're damn right. But that wraps up this episode. Stay tuned. Like I said, I got a lot more stuff on the pipeline. I just wanted to let you guys know what I've been up to. So please stay cool. Take my recommendations. Check out some of the stuff I mentioned. If I said stay away, let me know if you like it. (laughs) But with that being said, it's time to watch some movies. So I'm going to do that, and you guys have a wonderful day.